Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Sheen Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Travis Crotty. And I'm Father Shane Demon. Father Shane, um, you're going to have to remind me of somebody's name because I want to give a shout out. Uh, the voice of our intro. Rachel Roggi. Rachel Roggi. Yes. I ran into Rachel uh, out and about in Sioux City out for a friend's birthday. And she was hanging out with all of the other choir teachers of Sioux City. Uh-huh. So the night ended with uh, inviting all of these, like, all of the choir teachers of Sioux City to sing a harmonized happy birthday oh. uh, for for our friend, which was, which was a great time. But we got to talk about the podcast and how she was invited to, you know, lend her voice. Yeah, she's the background voice. Um, that was recorded right downstairs in the boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. Back in we, those, we went through lots and lots of takes on that to we try and find the right sarcastic tone. That's what she was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because... You're a particular man, right? You, perhaps, and perhaps, and maybe, maybe the seminarians at Kenrick would would uh, agree with that uh-huh. uh, nowadays. Um, but Rachel was 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 agreeing with that, so it was good. It was good to see her, and it was nice to be able to say, "Yeah, we're still we're still rocking. Yeah, we're still doing this." You know, don't know if anybody actually listens. You you're the one who has the stats, so I still no. The stats know. are doing well. Stats are doing well. Stats are doing well. Our yeah. Australian or Austrian or. Hungarian people are listening to is I don't know about Hungarians, but I think the stats are doing Hopefully, fine. That's so <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, we just had the Christmas celebration for the Chancery staff here. Ah, my first Christmas luncheon. Your Christmas luncheon. It was with yes, the bishop. It was good. and the Chancery staff. It was yeah. Did was, you get any coals? Did I get any what coals? Coals. You know more coals to keep the fire hot. Little, Never mind. Uh, don't know that Christmas reference as a like in my stocking kind of thing. No, not like you're a bad boy, but like you could actually put coals on the Christmas fire because the boss was so generous. Oh, I've never heard that before. Okay, I guess it just mind. shows that I'm like a little kid and not like living in the adult kind of just you know <laughs> the, the work, paying the heat the, bills, the work grind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, I don't know. I didn't check my. Never mind. Yeah, it was a delicious lunch. Thanks to Renee DeMay for all her efforts yeah, of putting fun. that together every year. It's a great gathering for the for the diocese. Even though it's like blizzard conditions outside and things had to be shortened up and condensed a little bit. But Short of condensed that it was like masses were canceled around town because we got negative 50 degree winds and mm-hmm. snow and all that stuff. But we had a good time. We did, yeah. Um, where will you get to celebrate uh, Christmas mass? So I'm going to just be celebrating here in Sioux City. I, um, I've been holding off because I want to be available for any, like if, if a pastor goes down with the yeah. flu or COVID at the yeah. last minute, I want to be available to help out throughout the diocese. So far, no one's needed any help. So I'm just going to be celebrating here in town. Uh, but then I'm, you know, heading back to get ready for seek, which we will both be at together. I'm excited. Yes. And we will have some wonderful. podcasts coming live. Well, not live, yeah, but it's recorded. Be super loud in the background. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. To, uh, see, you know, I haven't been to seek for a while and nobody's been to a big one. They've mm-hmm. had some regional ones, but, um, yeah, Archdiocese of St. Louis hosting that. Yes. Along with Focus, of course, but right. you're doing a lot with... Um, Helping out Focus with the, some of the, the setup of the seminarians. The Adoration Chapel, right? Yeah, the seminarians, we're going to be setting up the Adoration Chapel, staffing that with guardians throughout the day, setting up a, a series of relics, um, but also serving main stage on the in the arena. Mm-hmm. So serving the liturgies. Yeah. yeah, helping out with registration booths. So the seminarians are going to be doing a lot. 
I am excited to go as vocation director to get connected with students from all the Iowa universities that have focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also excited to be back in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I haven't been back since ordination, really. Great. So it'd be good to see some of those priest friends, some of those, you know, focus missionaries, campus yeah. ministers who are out there. Good. Yeah. It'll be, be a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, Shane, this will be coming out uh, right after the solemnity of the nativity of our Lord mm-hmm. or shortly thereafter, perhaps a week after, whatever, right. whatever. Um, but probably before the new year. It will be. And with the new year comes this question of, of course, everybody wants to talk about New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm really bad at that kind of stuff, so I don't really want to talk about that. Okay. So, we won't hold your feet I'm to pretty, the fire. I'm pretty bad at that, yeah. You know, like as I mentioned before, Advent's nice because it's only four weeks. Um, Lent. Long-term determination and goal setting, not your bad thing. Bad at huh? that, yeah. I'm, okay. a, I'm a big fan of the, you, you take Sundays off during Lent, you know. Whatever somebody, Ooh, t- I, you hate that. I do. But when somebody told cop me that in out. seminary for the first time, I was like, oh, sweet. It's and a cop like, out. I am a resurrection people and hallelujah is my song. You know, I'm not trying to live in So your fasting is six days, then binge, six phase, then binge. Is that what you're saying? I don't like how you say it with that tone. Okay. Um, six days, then binge, six days, then binge. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> As a saying when that's so much, that's so much uh-huh. better. Yeah. Um, however, New Year's coming up. Uh, I think the question of, resolutions and the celebration of new year's is just fascinating for me of course as catholics it's a solemnity of mary the mother of god right but that that gets kind of lost with this just you know we celebrate christmas we say this every year but starts in like october right after halloween Mm -hmm. but then you immediately stop celebrating christmas when christmas happens and then there's that little time period in between christmas and new year's where you're just kind of hanging out but then new year's is what you have to celebrate Mm -hmm. you don't get to really celebrate the christmas season but this question of New Year's is helpful because there's always like some hope that comes, I think, with people in the new year. That's why we wish everybody a happy new year. There can be a restart, a moment of, yeah, of restarting. Just like as the church has done in Advent, it's helpful to have these moments of restart. But I was just out and about, um, and I heard one of my friends ask this question, kind of my friends who lives pretty secular life, how are you? And they just responded, yeah. They're like, good, fine. Like, guess I'm just waiting for, waiting for New Year's. Um, and then they even admitted, they said, well, I'm not really sure why I choose that as just like an arbitrary moment, but hmm. yeah, I just kind of wait, waiting for that for things to change. And they said, well, I guess I'm just waiting for the winter solstice for the sun to be out, you know, for the, just for the longer days, mm. you know? Yeah. Because um, that's the, the moment of, you know, less darkness, the sun keeps staying up, you know? Okay, that's fine. So that makes sense. Yeah, I just want to not not have it be cold. I want to move past winter. I want to have more sunshine. But I thought that question was really important, and I thought her response was really helpful. Just like, how are you? Well, I'm not doing great, but I, I want to be better. So I'm just going to choose kind of some random time. But it just feels like it's going to keep going, right? We've, we brought this up recently where kind of this question of do we have direction in our life? But I think it really brings up this question of how we experience time, and how we can experience time as Christians and how kind of just the secular world has to experience time where we don't have Christ as a reference point. Um, that locus of meaning, like we talked about in the past, but also this orientation of like, where are we going? Are we mm-hmm. actually moving somewhere? Um, yeah. People who find themselves in ruts, as I think this friend does um, people who find themselves maybe a rut in their marriage, a rut in their work, a rut in their, in school, even college students can find themselves maybe like sophomore, junior year, just that rut that feels like I just have to keep doing the same thing and nothing feels like it's going to change. Um, and there's that feeling of kind of despair that comes with, unless I, like we've talked about recently, 
unless I just make myself feel better and like chase another adrenaline rush or another high, then it's just going to suck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's this kind of spinning, um, around and around. Um, Oh, I, I just wrote it down. Let's see if I can find the name of it. I like, uh, this guy, this guy, he's not a band, but just iron and wine is this guy from Minnesota kind of folks, folks, folk music kind of guy. Okay. He has an album called, uh, endless numbered days. Just mm. like our endless number of days, which sounds kind of romantic, like or just our endless number of days together. But it's also kind of eerie, like just endless numbered. The cycle of you know monotony that has no yeah, direction. Just keeps going on and on. Time has no meaning, and it's not ordered towards anything. Mm-hmm. What's the telos of this man who writes these albums? Yeah. Well, I you know for your friend that you ran into recently, who just said, "Well, I've just got nothing going on. Just past the winter solstice, looking for sunshine. At least they're looking for the light. So I guess yeah. that's a good starting point." Yeah. Um, we can show you where the true light is. Um, to not have an end goal in mind. Yeah. To not know uh, what I'm properly ordered towards, to not know what my destination and goal ought to be, well, no wonder life just seems to be this endless cycle of repetition, um, which also, you know, can end up looking pretty despairing. Yeah, you know, if it's just one thing after the next, that's just an endless cycle of of repeating itself to no end, to no avail, to no final destiny. Um, you can wonder why even celebrate New Year's then. If it's just turning a page on the calendar, why does why does the coming New Year have to hold better hope? Because once again, we're just bound and determined to repeat the same thing over and yeah. over again if we're not ultimately ordered towards something. Uh, and, and you have to be very careful here when we talk about this. Because yes, the Christians believe, Christian faith does believe that life is ordered towards the final, you know, final telos of, of human existence. The That's story. T- t- what does telos mean again? I don't know well, if like, you've said that. Yeah, like the, the Greek understanding that there is an end game in mind here. That everything has its kind of like purpose or end. Yeah, and there's, there's a culmination to come. And we have to be very careful about that because the, the, the final coming is obviously going to be the return of Christ in glory mm-hmm. when this world ends and the new Jerusalem is ushered in. However, um, that can quickly be misinterpreted into understanding this earthly notion of progress. Yes. Um, yes, we are ordered towards an end goal, but that doesn't mean that everything is automatically, automatically just happening and moving towards that end goal very smoothly. I think we see all kinds of things in life, whether that's war, crime, violence, disease, whatever, uh, unemployment issues, you know, government issues that never seem to be fixed, whatever. There's all kinds of questions to say, well, are we really progressing towards anything? But the Christian is going to say, yes, all time is ordered towards the fulfillment of Jesus' return in glory, uh, in which this earthly sense of time will be fulfilled, and the eternal uh, lack of time, if you will, the eternal present will be ushered in, in which heaven will be uh, sealed with all of its glory. Yeah. Um, so you have to be very careful when we talk about the fulfillment of time that we're not in a, we're not on a, a fictitious notion of earthly progress, but that to turn the page of a calendar and to usher in a new year is ultimately ordered towards the return of Christ in glory, mm-hmm. and the the uh, the final end game of what humanity has always been ordered towards to be united in one with God our Savior. Mm-hmm. Um. So there is an end game in mind, and we're not just spinning our wheels doing one darn thing after the next, just yeah. repeating itself in an endless cycle. 
Yeah. And with all that in mind, it begs this question of like, okay, then what do we do as Christians when we find ourselves in a rut? We know we have this end, this end goal, this end game in mind. We have this telos. We're made for something more. And even if we're like tapped, if we have any level of self like reflection, we can recognize like, I'm not happy right now. Like I'm not as happy as I could be. There's always some kind of desire that's lingering there. And as Jesus told Martha, like you're anxious and worried about many things, but there's need of only one thing. So yeah, he is this one thing that's necessary, right? His definitive reign and justice, his coming kingdom, like you mentioned. So how do we live in the midst of that? And how do we like stay on this path while still encountering all of these difficulties in our life without being just kind of bogged down by them? Um, You know, the Irish poet from the early 20th century, uh, William Butler Yeats, he, and I took a modern poetry class and it's just fascinating poets and philosophers, especially and novelists as well, but like people who are reflecting on the time of kind of like the postmodern experience of, okay, we've just gone through two world wars. What does it mean to be man in relationship with ourself, relationship with each other, with relationship with God? And there's some interesting there's some interesting kind of depressing thoughts that come out of that, but there's some really interesting, hopeful kind of glimmers of light that you see in the midst of it, right? Like um, T.S. Eliot has some interesting stuff that's kind of like, it's dark, but then in the midst of it, there's kind of a glimmer. But Yates talks about, he uses the image of a of an eagle in the air, how it kind of like spins in a circle. Mm-hmm. It's not spinning in a circle. It's kind of in a, like a spire, mm-hmm. a corkscrew. I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but what an image to kind of accompany us in our Christian journey where we're given time. It's a gift, right? Like we're given time to experience conversion and to move from one place to another, like to experience metanoia, like St. Paul encourages so often, a real change. We're given time so we can change, like so we can grow, so we can learn, but we're moving somewhere. So like a corkscrew, we have these cycles, we have the the seasons, we have the cycles of of the liturgy of the church that help us and accompany us as we're moving somewhere. Um, so I think both of those experiences, the fact that we do have time doesn't just give us a, an excuse to be lax, but we have time to change in the midst of this clear direction where we're headed. Mm -hmm. And obviously then to apply this to a, a strong Christian notion without Christ, how do you have an interpretive lens for what time means? Right. Mm -hmm. You can go back to ancient philosophers before the time of Jesus and there might have been a notion that time is just going to repeat itself. They saw the cycle of seasons. They saw the cycle of, well, you know, my son is enjoying raising his children, and just as my dad enjoyed raising his children, and it's yep. the same household experiences, and everything just seems to be this endless repetition cycle. Christ is the lens by which, you know, reality gets interpreted. And that's that's also true with the passing of time. Mm. This corkscrew that you speak of that there is a there's a, a pattern to the seasons. There's a pattern to the the uh, habits of life that can seem to be you know repetitive, but they're really not if they're ordered towards the final end game by which we're seeking the Lord and the coming fulfillment of His glory. I would say to any of our listeners, they might say, "Okay, well that's all great, Father. I might believe you. Maybe I'll consider that." Yeah, but I still don't feel like my life has got any direction. I still don't feel like my life is moving anywhere. I mean, you tell me that all life is ordered towards time, but I'm sitting here just going through the same motions, just wondering if every year is just going to be like every other year, seemingly pointless. Yep. I don't feel like I'm on this corkscrew moving towards the, anything, really. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, gr- I'm grateful you brought that up because I've actually found myself stepping kind of out of like, not being in college ministry, high school ministry right now, but when I stepped out of seminary, right, with a bunch of people who were kind of all had a goal in mind, life is so dynamic with college students, grad school students, because there's like, we're going for, there's a goal. Like there's graduation, there's interviews, there's jobs, there's moving, there's going to a new place, there's receiving ordination, all the first experiences of, of the year. But then as you meet families who are kind of just established in their life, it's like kids are growing or the kids are out of the house. I've always found it difficult to engage that question because I haven't actually had to live that myself that much. Mm-hmm. But I think, not, and not to get too like um, spiritualized with it, but if we're not like turning this to God, what are we doing in our life? But to really pay attention, like, well, what do I actually want the most from God right now? What do I need the most from God? Where do I want to be going? You know, okay, if I don't feel like I have direction, like, well, what do I actually want right now? Um, tapping into that desire can be really helpful because once you scratch the surface, you realize, oh, wait, I'm not happy. Oh, wait, I do have a deeper desire that's there. And as Dr. Feingold would say it, at Kenrick, like part of his conversion story was that he recognized that, wait, I have a desire in my heart that I can't actually fulfill. Mm-hmm. Why? That doesn't make any sense, right? Um, so it seems like if we find ourselves in that rut, like you just mentioned, what does it look like to kind of scratch the surface of our desire? Okay, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied right now in this rut. Maybe God has this overarching plan. How do I bridge the gap between God's big overarching plan and my desire? Okay, well, I need to pay attention to it. I think one way to bring bridge the gap is the fact that we've been talking about this end game, this final goal, this final consummation of time by which Jesus returns in glory. What is that ordered for? To be in union with his people. Mm. So I think the one way to bridge the gap is to say everything that this corkscrew of time is ordered towards is the same goal that's experienced here and now in the present. Mm. If, if all time is ordered towards union with the Most Holy Trinity, well, that same goal exists here and now in the present time, to be in union with God mm. and to be fascinated in that relationship and in that bond of divine life. So we, we, we progress down the, the corkscrew of time towards the return of Christ in glory as a human race, as a human people. But every single moment within that corkscrew of time is also living the fullness, or it ought to be and can be living this sense of, I'm in union with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm walking on the corkscrew of time in union with the Lord. And you talk about scratching, scratching the surface to see what is that itch, what is that deepest desire well, I think even subconsciously, even if people don't recognize it, their deepest desire is to see and be known and loved by God, mm-hmm. to be deeply and united with Him. Um, and when you and when you can rest in that, and you can say, "No, I'm really walking with God. I'm a believer who knows the Lord, and I know that He knows me far more intimately than I know myself. And because I am seen, known, and loved by Him, I find security in that. Well, now it's easy to walk the path of time." Mm-hmm. Because I'm yeah. not just walking arbitrarily and I'm not walking aimlessly. I am walking sustained and supported towards the fullness of my destiny while knowing all along that I'm still in union with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one way to bridge the gap Yeah, for someone who doesn't know how to get out of the rut. Okay, well, uh, someone who's in a real union with Jesus, the rut has an ordered purpose and it's going somewhere. And the Lord is taking you there mm. because you're in union with him. Yeah, that proposes such a helpful invitation to enter this new year, 
mm-hmm. I think for all of our listeners, for us individually too, if I want to see something change in this new year, if I want to kind of reorient myself to my goal, what I'm made for, then how am I trying to grow in a deeper relationship with God and how is he laboring to grow in a deeper relationship with me? So if we can pay attention to those things together, and I think in these coming days as we approach the new year, um, we can hopefully reorient our lives. So mm-hmm. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.